0: As a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. We're doing Q&A. Of course we are um tomorrow i head off to our sedona rest retreat we have started doing retreats for HAs, and the next one y'all obviously missed this one but the next one is in march march 22nd to 25 in joshua tree in california it's gonna be so amazing but i thought you know i, I gotta bust out a video um for the youtube today so let's do it okay ava Ava asks, Hi, I'm trying to recover my period recently and I've been eating around 2,500 calories and been only light walking. Yet, I still lift about three times a week for no longer than an hour. I'm scared to stop lifting and for all the weight to just turn into fat rather than muscle. Do you think the three times a week lifting is really going to set back my recovery. All right, so muscle doesn't turn into fat, so there's that. You'll probably keep most of your muscle. You might lose a little. You'll probably gain some fat. Um, But just to the question, do you think the three times a week lifting is really going to set back my recovery? Um, Everybody is screaming at this camera right now, um, at the computer right now saying, yes, it will be a setback. I answer that question a lot, so I'm not going to deep dive into it right now. I feel like I do a ton of episodes on that, so I'm just gonna answer your question right now, Ava. That's gonna be a no. Okay. Laura asks, hi, Danny and Ashley. Oh, she's not here. (laughs) Should I save this question for her? I'll see, maybe I'll save that question. Okay. I'm like going through which ones of these are real questions. (laughs) And which are like, hey, we're a PR company. Do you want help? I don't know how to get to my comments on um, YouTube. So I'm just gonna use my computer, which is right behind you guys anyways. So why not? Woo. You know that exercise question. It's um, like the real the real question for that is why? Like, do you not think that that mindset is going to be a problem? You know what I mean. Like, do you really think? Look well, here, I have a really similar question. So let's just dive in, Allie. Allie. I know you, I've answered many of your questions, like from the very beginning of my podcast. I've been answering your questions, girlfriend. What is it? We got, um, ugh, it's so hard. Okay, so she had commented on a video about exercise and recovery. It's so hard. May I ask a question? What is worse, walking a lot? Like one to one and a half hours? or an hour bodyweight workout for a day? And I'm not gonna answer that question for you, Allie, because you need to stop all of it. You, you need to stop both. Um, and we've been in the DMs before, because I feel for you. All of you guys, I know your names. I know all your names. I recognize you. If you ask me a question, I know who you are. Like we're in the circle, you know who you are. So if you have been asking me a question and a year later you're asking me the same question, you know what I'm saying? So, Ali, neither, both are equally not helpful for you. Um, Do no exercise. Okay. Kaylin asks, I do have a question. Do I have to eat more food even when I'm not hungry just to get my period back? Or should I just listen to my hunger and fullness cues? Mm. I actually had someone ask me this question inside of the HA Society DMs where I'll chat with you directly about your challenges in there. Um, And she asked us a similar question like, hey, I've been really eating a lot and now I'm reaching fullness, I'm not hungry and I feel like I'm forcing the food. (sighs) I don't know you specifically, Kaelin, so it depends, but for that particular person, you know, I know that she was coming from a, a big deficit, from really low estrogen. And I was like, "You now is not the time to be intuitive with food. We can, need to continue to be intentional. Most people are not ready after only a month or two of full eating. Most people are not ready to go to intentional eating. Most people need to, sorry, to intuitive eating. Most people need to continue to be intentional. And the best thing that you can do is continue to eat so that your body adapts to that new level. It's kind of like, imagine, you know how to get stronger at the gym, you lift more than feels comfortable. um, So that in the future, you can lift more, you become stronger, you create a stress adaptation response. In a sort of similar way, this is a very loose analogy, but in a sort of similar way, um, your appetite, your ability to eat more food, um, and your your You're basically having to develop your body's ability to have, to digest more food, utilize that food appropriately, and then adjust, adapt, request more food from you. So if you only allow yourself to get to a certain baseline when you have a history of under eating and you need to eat more, you're leaving recovery potential on the table. So, yes, more food. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hey, Danny, do you offer individual sessions? Yes, we do. Go to thehasociety.com forward slash coaching. Um, I wanted to say I got my period today and I haven't had it since March. Your channel really helped. Ah, you are welcome. Okay. Helena, Helena. Ugh, I didn't bring a water with me. Are you listening to this show, hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not We've got a few recovery periods. We have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join. And the link is in the show notes for you. Okay. On with the show. Okay. So Helena asks, oh, she says, Danny, thank you so much for your videos. 11 years ago, I lost around 15 kilograms in a short amount of time. Over time, I gained weight but had very restrictive eating behaviours. Even though I wasn't underweight, I ate around 1200 calories a day and did very intense workouts 5 days a week. Last year, I committed to recovery and after 6 months of eating well and gaining almost all the weight I had lost in the past, I regained my period. Good job, congrats. However. After reintroducing exercise, eating a bit less, and losing two kilograms, I hadn't had another period for six months. Mm. I'm also experiencing a lot of stress due to my work. What feels weird for me is that my BMI is of 23%, sorry, is 23.1, and it's too high to still have HA. My body fat is around 18 point, um, 18.7, according to my doctor. What should I do? I stopped doing cardio and now I only work out uh two to three days per week with light weights. I just want to regain my period, but I'm afraid of gaining too much weight. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah. I mean this is definitely something that we come across in practice, right? Where uh people lost their period, recovered it a certain way, but then they lost it again and are having more trouble getting it back the second time. Which is always really interesting. Um, that definitely wasn't my experience where I was harder to get the first one, then I kind of knew what worked and when I lost my second cycle, I had, you know, I, I was able to understand and know what I had changed and what I had kind of messed up on, if you will, like the areas where I had pulled back. Um, There's definitely a chance that that's the case for you. But... If you were my client, I, I would be curious about like getting an HTMA, a hair tissue mineral analysis, just really understand, um, what's going on under the hood on like a mineral level, because that really helps us understand, um, kind of like the impact of your history, like the impact of your life on your overall body and why it may be harder for you to come up out of a deficit. Cause that's the thing. The, the longer and deeper you dig your hole the longer and deeper the harder is to get out right so the person you were who recovered the first time was recovering from a less deep deficit and that sounds weak because you're like but what do you mean because i climbed myself out of this tiny hole and now all i did was introduce some exercise and lose two kilos here's the thing Whatever that was, something about that was too much. The hair tissue mineral analysis, for example, right, getting a bunch of labs can be helpful to just get a little bit extra clarity that like we haven't developed some other issue and it really helps us understand the depth of your deficit, but you are probably coming, like you probably came out of a deficit so deep that you are still sensitive and your body is still on edge and so for you to even increase exercise and lose body weight at all has put you in a deficit no matter what. doesn't matter what your BMI is, doesn't matter what your body fat percentage is. You have now entered from from a eating in a surplus, not manipulating your body, not trying to lose weight into a I'm trying to lose weight, manipulate my body mindset and just because it's not as bad as it was the first time, your body doesn't forget. The body keeps the score, the body is very wise, the body knows what you're doing, and the body knows that you would probably keep going and try to lose more than two kilos. The body's like, we know this game, because it it knows what you're thinking, your body and you are the same person. So it knows what you're thinking, and it knows that you have a plan to continue restriction. So the intention is there and the, that is sensed by the body. The weight loss has begun, the exercising more than you're eating has begun and your body is very wise, it knows it's history, it knows this game, and now it's going to be really sensitive. That generally seems to be what we see. I know without a shadow of doubt that I am capable of getting HA again. That My body hasn't adapted to some magical place where like it's never gonna happen again no matter what I do to it. I know that I'm sensitive. I know that when I am not on top of my shears, the next cycle I will get like a lighter bleed or um, you know, within a, within three cycles I'll have a day off my luteal phase it will start moving backwards. I have to be disciplined in that way, right? But we don't wanna be disciplined in that way. We wanna be disciplined about going to the gym and losing weight. We don't wanna be disciplined about our health, right? We need to find this balance because you have an agenda that your body is not on the same page with you with. And we're gonna to need to get on that page. Now you did it, you did it, you did the hard thing, you gained the weight, you got your period back at the original weight. So now we're in that this isn't fair area and I get that and I understand I'm there with you. I feel that. I go through that all the time. Um, and that's going to be a, a case of acceptance, right? Because the sooner that you actually accept and st- and like let your body stay, because how, when was this, when was this? I don't think you mentioned how long ago you, last year you committed to recovery, after six months you got your period, and then you lost again. So. I don't think you've been even a year recovered before you lost your second one, right? So that tells me that you rushed back. You need to let your, let your body sit in its most healthy state for a long time before you start pushing it to lose weight. Like, obviously, you've gone back to the gym with the intention of weight loss because you finish this question with, I don't want to gain too much weight. So I know what your intentions are. So we just, I understand, I have total compassion for that, but there's nothing I can do about it and nothing you can do about it. So let's just like accept that because that's helpful to do. And just say, I'm, I'm gonna give it a year of just like go, going with the flow, right? And you will be a different person after a year. Cause that's the other thing is you haven't healed. Cause you still want, you went back really fast to training. I know you're only working out two to three days with lightweights, but like, I don't know what that means because your idea of lightweights could be really different to someone else's idea of lightweights. And when you say two to three days, I'm I'm, I'm betting on the fact it's more close to the three days more consistently. Um, You went back too soon, you haven't healed. You did the weight gain thing, you got the period, but you haven't healed. So your body, you know, you just reopen the scab. You need to give it a year, let your body get in a rhythm, have 12 solid cycles before you even touch intentional weight loss, right? Because as soon as you go back to exercise for pleasure, for sport, which literally means like getting with friends and being active, not running on a treadmill lifting weights. Because like, don't even try to tell me that you're having Tons of fun doing that. The intention behind that is not pure fun and enjoyment, and you know. So, I have a feeling you went back too soon and to step off the pedal, allow yourself to sit there for a year, and then see how you feel after a year of embracing recovery, and then think about whether or not you want to lose weight because you'll be a different person at the other side of it. But I don't think you ever let yourself get to the other side of it. Okay that was fun thanks for joining me today guys um i hope that you have a really great weekend i will see you guys next week and if you have a question you want submitted please comment on youtube or instagram or even feel free to email me at danny at and i'll see you guys then oh and please like and subscribe to this channel it would really help other women find these resources too okay bye Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, You know, just using a good old thermometer, we use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy, you don't get pregnant however manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option when you're in the middle of recovery again we do recommend manual temping but once you're cycling the temp drop is actually a really great hack so it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status like where you are in your monthly cycle so you wear the TempDrop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. (laughs) So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you wanna chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp Drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website they're usually having a sale but you can stack this Code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think, too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending grassland nutrition, beef liver capsules for years now, and the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic, it's made from Australian beef, and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering, we're working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the ha society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use ha society just ha society at the checkout for the 10% off that's grasslandnutrition.net